The Packers' rookies are inconsistent. This is a young offense. So are they asking too much of their players? Plus, with the way the Broncos are struggling, is there now actually even more pressure on the Packers to not just win but look good this weekend? We talk about it on today's Locked on Packers. You are Locked on Packers. Daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first ticket purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime. There was this discussion that was started by a comment that Mike Wall made, former Packer who's been on this show, about putting the young players in positions where they're not equipped. And it was basically, don't ask Luke Musgrave, this was the example, to do something he's not comfortable doing. And I I had a little mini Twitter thread about it. The thing about what the Packers are doing, and, and we can't be sure, right? But the thing about what the Packers are doing is if they only ran concepts where they were pretty sure, let's say 75% sure, that all 11 guys not only knew what they needed to do, but could effectively and consistently do it, let's say nine out of 10 times. They'd run like three plays. It's just not tenable with this group. And they had to know that. They had to know that. When they decided, Big Bob Tunyon, no thank you. Alan Lazard, no thank you. Randall Cobb, no thank you. Mercedes Lewis, no thank you. They had plenty of opportunities to re-sign some of these guys or to go out in free agency and get someone on the cheap. They could have had Robert Woods if they wanted him. They chose this. And and when they lost a tight end, Tyler Davis, a veteran, by the way, early in the season, what did they do? They didn't bring in a veteran. They brought in an actual, not not even just a young player. They brought in another literal rookie. It was part of the plan here. So I understand this idea of don't put your players in a position where they're not going to succeed, except 
the Packers drafted these players going, we know what, or we think we know, of course, we don't, they don't know. They think they know what these players are capable of. So we're going to throw you in the deep end of the pool and let you try and swim. There's just too many players for them to say, we're going to tailor everything and we're only going to ask of you what we think you feel comfortable doing right now. That's just not how this is going to work with this team. And by the way, I'm fine with that, but it's going to result in exactly what we've seen. When it works and looks good, man, it looks so good. And when it doesn't and looks bad, it looks brutal. Missed assignments, missed blocks, plays that look like they have no shot. That's what you're looking at. They're just trying to run their offense. They're running the offense that they want to try and run. Yeah, Luke Musgrave, if you had your druthers, he'd only ever be, right now at least, split out and running routes. You don't have anybody else because, number one, you can't trust Tucker Craft. He's not played well to date. That's why Ben Sims has been playing more and more. But Ben Sims is also a rookie. So there's only so much you can do when all of your tight ends are rookies. You have Josiah DeGuara, but you want him to play this other role in your offense because he can and because that's that's what he's best at. So you're saying, okay, Josiah DeGuara, you're the veteran. We're going to let you do the thing that we think you do the best in these other tight ends. You got to learn on the job, guys. You got to figure this out. You got to learn by doing. In the NFL, the only way you learn is to learn by doing. And so one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about expectations last week when we were talking about identity was because it is vital to try and parse this idea of what did they expect this team to be? What do they want this team to be? In order to talk about identity because this is exactly the roster that they are dealing with. A roster where your quarterback is the most experienced player on the roster in terms of years of service, but your two starting receivers are the guys who are second-year players who have actually played the most NFL snaps in terms of the, the pass catchers and the skill players. That is a difficult place to be working from. And so you have to be ready for the mistakes to happen. And so if you're working from a place of, we need you to work through the mistakes, understanding that they're going to happen, then everything we've seen so far should not be that surprising. We're talking about a team with a net neutral, net neutral point differential with uh, a, an offense by EPA per play that for three games was a top 10 group and for two games has been a bottom five group and for the second half has been a top five offense and in the first half has been a bottom three offense. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get these peaks and valleys and the beauty of what they're doing is you're getting the peaks. If you were just getting, you know, like, like, okay, you go skiing out West. They have mountains there. But in Wisconsin, where I grew up, I learned to ski for the first time in my life out West, but I would say if you just took the total number of runs that I've taken in my life, they're in Wisconsin because at Little Switzerland or um, Cascade or 
Starburst, sun, Sunburst, Starburst is a candy. Sunburst, we used to go up. Um, I don't even, I don't, I don't know if it's still called this, but it was when we went a long time ago called Indian Head. It's the name of the resort. Don't get mad at me. Um, I've probably taken more runs in Wisconsin than any other place. Those are tiny. You know, they say don't make a mountain out of a molehill. These are molehills. <laughs> If that's what we were seeing, it would be different. If like they topped out, like if, if they were always the 15th best offense, that's probably even too good. But if if what they were was at their best, oh, the 13th best offense for a half or a game or whatever, that would be one thing. And you'd go, okay, it's not very good. It's not a very good team. No, the highs with this team are they look awesome for a half. Or a quarter even. Like legitimately awesome. Like come back from 17 points down in the fourth quarter to win a game. Awesome. Or just like blow the doors off a team in the third quarter in Atlanta. Awesome. Or just blow out a team fully in the third quarter and into the second, in fourth quarter, into the second half with Chicago. That's the, that's the peak and valley. You have to just be willing to work through it. And if your expectations are that that's what's going to happen, then this is fine and the, the concerns are mostly noise. Here's where this gets tricky though. One of the central things that you have to do this season as an organization is get a read on Jordan Love. And there comes a point where the young players, if they don't get their acts together, and Jordan Love is part of this whole circuit here, so I don't, I'm not absolving him of blame. We're going to talk more about it in a second. But if those guys, if, if that plan creates a situation where you're just not getting a clean read on what he's doing, then then it becomes problematic. And we're going to talk about that in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With last-minute killer deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even in fact, after an event starts, it's the place to find last minute seats. Have you ever wanted to find seats to a game after it started? I have. It would have been really nice to have game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NFL for $20 off that first purchase. Terms do of course apply, create an account, redeem the code locked on NFL and get $20 off that first purchase. Last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. Today's episode also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy sports made easy, and it really could not be easier. You can turn $10 into $250 because they pay up to 25 times your money. And gameplay is super easy. Just pick a couple players and the statistics that Prize Picks, they decide for you. Okay, um, you've got coming up this week, let's call it Aaron Jones and 
if Price Picks says, okay, 50 yards for Aaron Jones, is he going to produce more or less? And you put them together, you've got a lineup. It's Daily Fantasy. You've got a lineup, and now you can make up to 25 times your money. Money. That's the fun part. Winning is always the fun part. Go to prizefix.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for that first deposit match up to $100. They'll just give you money for putting money in. It's amazing. Go to prizefix.com slash locked on NFL and use that code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL kickoff live each Friday. Locked On would go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. That includes Locked On Packers. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from the stable of NFL hosts around the country. That means me included. Who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL kickoff live every Friday at 2 p.m. East on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. This idea came to me as I was watching the Eagles. I know the Eagles lost. (laughs) But it struck me how much of their offense is what we would call schemed up. It is... Even if it's not a single read, it is all designed to funnel in a direction. And I personally think that's mostly mostly good. There are certainly times when Jalen Hurts is like, F it, A.J. Brown is down there somewhere, or F it, Devontae Smith is down there somewhere, and that's fine too. Um, he has proven, Jalen Hurts has, that he can carry this kind of offense. But it's a specific kind of offense. It's not the kind of offense that Aaron Rodgers runs, that Patrick Mahomes runs, that Justin Herberts runs. It's just a different kind of offense. And and that's fine, by the way. This This is no shade at that. What struck me was the players that the Eagles have, aside from just being really good, like A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, those are really good players, DeAndre Swift. They have veterans the offensive line is awesome it's awesome and they have veteran players in addition to just like being good they're veterans like Dallas Goddard is a veteran player not just a good player so it's just it's a different thing when you can put veterans together I think the Jaguars are another good example they have some really cool stuff, but they also do some like some highly schemed up stuff. They don't have great talent. Evan Ingram's a nice player. Not a great player. Nice player. Calvin Ridley's a nice player. He's a more proven player than anyone the Packers have, to be sure. Christian Kirk, same thing. But they're not, they're not super duper stars. They're veterans. And so you can do different things with them. You can install something Saturday for a game Sunday. The the expectation is just going to be different. And it allows you to make things easier on your quarterback. Now, it's also different when your quarterback is a veteran. So the Lions are a great example. They've got a really good offensive line and a veteran quarterback. 
So now you just plug in pieces. Jamison Williams, come on in. Jameer Gibbs, come on in. Sam Laporta, come on in. Now those guys are nice players, but I haven't seen anything from Sam Laporta that suggests to me that he's going to go out and like win a bunch of one-on-one man coverage reps right now today. He's just, that's not what he's doing, but they're scheming stuff up for him. And Jared Goff is making throws to open players. Unlike when Jordan Love had the opportunity to hit Luke Musgrave down the pipe. That would have been a huge confidence boost and it changes everything. If they hit that shot, now every team is worried about Luke Musgrave running the seam and maybe they're going, eh, can we play Tampa 2 against this team? I don't know if we can play Tampa 2 against this team. But he didn't do it. So this goes hand in hand. What you have to understand is if you're the Packers, not only what we talked about in in the A block about this idea of, you know, you just got to run the offense. That's true. But also, there's just a level of veteranness that makes it easy to install certain kinds of plays. And in particular, what I'm what I'm going to call specials. And not all specials have to be trick plays, but they're not base concepts and they're not concepts off your base concepts. And it just it changes what's on the menu for you. And so then not only do you have to this is the simplified version of the Packers offense. And so that's part of the issue too, is if you're only running the simplified stuff and you're not giving Jordan Love some of these easy opportunities, the chance to just like throw a swing, like the the play that made me think of it was there was a play that they had beautifully designed that actually the Jets defended pretty well, but it was gorgeously designed. Dallas Goddard out on the edge. He had blockers in front. They had a nice little gain out of it. And it's, it's just like an easy swing play from Jalen Hurts, it, there's, it requires no quarterbacking of any kind. Make a throw under no pressure because the offensive line is doing its job. Like that makes it easy. When when you are, are giving everything to the quarterback for free, then you can evaluate him. How they play from a clean pocket is how you should evaluate all quarterbacks because every quarterback gets worse under pressure. And we're seeing this now with Jared Goff. Jared Goff in an offense where he can play in rhythm where he can rip inbreakers and sail routes is a maybe the most consistent quarterback in the NFC right now. That's not hyperbole. Like that's the truth. He might be the most consistent quarterback in the NFC. Think about that. He might be. And if he's not, he's like no lower than 3 right now in terms of playing at a high level. He's got it all set up for him. And he's a veteran, so he knows how to manage all of these situations. He's playing really well. If your inability, both structurally and by personnel, to run all of the things that you want to get to to attack defenses the way that you want to attack defenses, or even when you call them, you know, we talked about this last week, Matt LaFleur saying, look, sometimes we're getting exactly the look we want. And it's it's not hitting. It's not working. And there, there are, you know, whatever reasons for that, they, they vary play to play. That makes it really hard to evaluate your quarterback. And that's what this season is about, evaluating your quarterback. 
Now, it's evaluating your quarterback and helping these young players to grow. The whole point of having this be a young core that you build together is that even if the Jordan Love experiment doesn't work, is you've given these young guys all of these reps, all of these opportunities, and now they're ready for whatever comes next, that they can make life easy if the Packers have to go out and and top 10 draft pick, you know, whatever, a quarterback or trade for a quarterback. Like, what if Kirk Cousins is a Green Bay Packer? Just like I've told you before, prepare yourself for this. But, uh, you know, that is, is predicated on your young guys growing. Well, what if this is just sort of the inconsistencies that you deal with all season? And then for th- and for two or three games, they look great. And for two or three games, they look awful. And you get to the end of the year and you go, okay, then what is Jordan Love? That's a difficult question to answer. And so if you've created so much uncertainty that you don't have a good answer for that and you're not good enough that you could be in position to then potentially draft one of these quarterbacks, then you put yourself in a really difficult situation. I don't think the Packers are going to get there. I think they're going to win enough games that this is not going to be a problem. But we're going to talk about a winnable game coming up this weekend and what that means for the stakes in this one. All of that coming up in just a second on Locked On Packers. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So, for example, if you need a quarterback coming up this spring, first of all, you have to know that you need one. That's a good place to start from from a hiring standpoint. Luckily, your job is probably a lot less complicated than that. If you need someone, you need someone in computer science, you need you need a coder, it's easy enough to say, hey, I need one of those. Let me go get one. And simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. We've got Zayu Duin coming up later in the week. Crossover Thursday, Packers, Broncos, and of course, an interview coming up this Friday, all this week on Locked On Packers. I almost didn't want to talk about it, but we're it's going to be a topic of discussion. The Broncos are right now an inept football team. And they're inept in a way that I know we talked, <laughs> I'm going to be the boy who cried wolf on this. The Raiders were an inept football team, but an inept football team that under Josh McDaniels had to win some games, had an elite receiver, Devontae Adams, um, a quarterback who, you know, Russell Wilson's not playing terrible, but but Jimmy Garoppolo feels very comfortable playing against the Packers. And a defensive coordinator in Patrick Graham, who I think very highly of, personally. They were a team that was not good at anything. And I stand by what I said. They did not play well. And by the way, they still almost won. And Zach Cruz, our pal, pointed out 
the Packers are one drive away from being four and one. Um, they're also one drive away from being one to four. That's what being a young team is. But there is this idea now that the Packers are actually under more pressure because this Broncos team sucks. And I get the idea. I think it's this is more about fans saying, I want to protect my heart to me. That's what I hear when I hear fans say that. It is the case that the Packers, who, by the way, are road favorites in Denver, deserve to be favored. The Packers have been a much better football team. Now, they, they played decent, Denver did, certainly defensively against the Chiefs, but the Chiefs have quietly been kind of a mess by their standards this season. The Packers coming off a bye. You hope they have some things figured out. They're getting healthy. You get Christian Watson, hopefully at full speed. You're hopefully getting Aaron Jones back. Who knows what the status of the offensive line is, but you hope Zach Tom, John Runyon Jr., those guys are something closer to 100%. And the Broncos are in sell mode. But the latest reporting from Albert Breer was Justin Simmons might be able to be had. Frank Clark out the door already. Um, Jerry Judy on the trade market. Cortland Sutton, Sutton on the trade market. They can be tanking for Caleb. Like this was already conspiracy theory on Denver Broncos Reddit and Twitter and, and all those blogosphere places. Like that's already in the works. They're they're paying they're paving the way for this. They've given up. Raiders fans are still like fighting. Broncos fans are like, nah, man, this team sucks. And I'd go get Caleb. Eat the money on Russ, go get Caleb, go get Drake May. Sean Payton will fix him. And Sean Payton has the runway. He doesn't care. This offense has looked Better than last year, for sure. But overall, the team looks terrible. This defense is an atrocity. It's it's so bad. It's so bad. And so, again, I understand the idea. But I reject the premise. Look around at what happened on Sunday. The 49ers, with a third-string quarterback going up against them, lost the Philadelphia Eagles against Zach Wilson lost anyone can beat anyone any week so this idea of like oh there's more pressure you have to play well to win in the NFL there's there is pressure to play better than they have the last two weeks yes but the flip side of this coin is the Packers are capable of beating anybody. I, I continue to believe that. Talent-wise. They can get hot and beat anybody. They have to play better to do that. They have to play their best to do it. And they probably have to play a game that's, you know, above their heads at the moment. They can do that. They can play a game where they beat the Broncos by 25, 30. They can also play a game where they lose. That's the variance of this young team. And so pressure, yes, there's always pressure to win. I think there's more pressure on the Packers to win than the Broncos to win. And the Packers have had success against Russell Wilson a bunch in the past. The Packers, again, are rightfully favorites in this game. But more pressure, I don't know. I just don't really see it. All right, back tomorrow. A lot more this week on Locked on Packers as we get you ready for Packers Broncos. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers. 
And anytime you want to come hang out with us live on our YouTube page, like we will be after the game this Sunday, you can go subscribe to us on our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.